What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 38 of the Flip Screen Games Podcast. Hold on. Video game podcast. What, what, we didn't what? sync. Oh, we didn't sync. Shit. Okay. One. Two. One. Two. One. Two. Okay. All right. Three, two, one. What's up, Internet? You're tuned in episode 38 of the Flip Screen Games Podcast, a weekly video game podcast where two best buds from different nations come together to discuss the wide, wide world of video games. I'm your host, Pete and Bessie, joined, as always, by my very good friend and co-host, Mr. Stephen Ratchet. Hello, hello. We are also being joined by my cat's butt briefly in frame there. Okay, there you go, buddy. He loves was, to just walk right tail, in front of my notes. More tail than... Them, but that was because you've got towels or a, a blanket set down for him on that side. So he wants to get to his bed. That's your fault. That's your doing. That's his spot. Yeah. I mean, I guess, fuck me, right? Like, it's, it's only my desk. <laughs> yeah, but in his mind, that's not, that's not your desk. That's his desk. And you're sat <laughs> using his, his things. So that's your fault. <laughs> I guess you're right, Steve. I guess you're right. How you doing this week, bud? I'm all right. How are you? I'm doing great. I've got a, 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 as of right now, as you're listening to this, I'm already on vacation. My Sixers are in the playoffs and as of recording, doing real good. Um, I'm, I'm having a good time. I'm having a good time. <laughs> Fingers crossed they're still doing good because otherwise that will really ruin your vacation because I know you'll be checking yeah. the scores while you're down there anyway. One of the games is on my friend M's birthday, who will be with me on vacation. So that could be a real, real day ruiner. Yeah. So or hopefully it goes well. Like a real positive. Like, oh yeah, this is just the cherry on top of a great day. Right. Real feather in your cap. I'm already yeah. on vacation, living my best <laughs> life. Let's watch. Let's watch our team kick ass. That sounds great. So uh, go Philadelphia. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm having a great week. And I'm, you know, I'm, I'm having an even better time now that I'm here with you, Steve. I'm really looking forward to this episode. Me you know, too. Uh, feels like we never talk. You know, <laughs> not at all. No, never ever. No, it's not like we record like three episodes a week, and then sometimes and stream together, and sometimes <laughs> do more content than that. <laughs> <laughs> Still not sick of each other. And you know who else isn't sick of us yet? Our Patreon producers for the month of April. They are, of course, Christian Oliveria, Christopher Valenz, Gabriel Hasselmeyer, a.k.a. Asobi, Mary Berry, Smilky Shake, Wakahula, and Zaid Ida. Thank you all so much for your support over on Patreon.com slash FlipScreenGames. Y'all are the realest of the real, and we really, truly appreciate your support of this fine program. How'd you like that segue, Steve? That was a really good segue. That was actually really, really nice. Just feel like we're getting better and better all the time, you know? Like, ugh. Just feels great. Just feels great, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of feeling great, I feel great about this here episode this week. And we've got a lot to talk about. We're going to talk about Steve's experience so far with Far Cry 6 over on the Steam Deck. So you'll get some Steam Deck conversation. Don't worry. I know we got a bunch of new subscribers this week thanks to some of those uh, that Steam Deck content. So... Hello to all the new folks. Thank you so much for coming in and being here. I hope you're enjoying the stay. And uh, you know what? This is your first time right into the show, right? And you know how you can write into the show. There are a bunch of ways. You can hit us up at questions at flipscreen.games. You can head over to flipscreen.games, which is our website, and find links to our Discord, where we've got an always-growing community of dorks just like you talking about video games. 
trying to convince each other to buy Steam Decks. It's a good time, and uh, it's it's a safe, inclusive community for you to come and chat games, uh, whoever you are, as long as you are kind. So come and join us. Be a part of what we're doing here. Uh, we'd love to have you. And you can also find links to a bunch of other cool places we're doing content. We're streaming multiple days a week. Um, you know, Steve's been uh, doing his Wednesday retro streams. We've been doing... Uh, you know, Elden Ring a lot lately, some multiplayer stuff. It's been a good time. We've been real active over there. So if you've never caught a stream, uh, go catch a VOD or come and catch us live. You know, go click that follow button and you'll know when we go live. So let's jump in to the Far Cry conversation here, Steve, because I'm interested. You know, you were you were tweeting about it a little bit earlier today, and it really feels like you and I are of the same opinion on this game where it's like, yeah. man... There's so many choices I straight up don't like, but oh it's still pretty God, fun. So much. Yeah, right. That's where I'm at with it. Yeah, you know, it's, like, it's still all right. It's still all good. <laughs> so I'm playing this, as you as you said, on the Steam Deck. So this has become my latest TV game, which if you don't know, is Pete's term that he coined for a game that you play while you're watching TV, as in not a game that I'm playing on the TV. Uh, so... It's a fun game to just run around and shoot things and steal things and take over outposts and do all of that stuff. But they really fucked up the Far Cry formula along the way. And this game, even more so than, the, than Far Cry 5 for me, feels more egregious because there's just so much stuff in here that I've that's lifted from other Ubisoft games. It's just like... What identity does Far Cry have anymore? That like it just this just feels like you could have put any name on this. This could have been a Ghost Recon. This the, there's like elements of uh, Rainbow Six in this, like some of the sneak stuff and like peeking around the doors. But there's so many systems that they've chucked in here now. I just don't know where to start. Like there's this camp building stuff where you go into a third person mode in Far Cry and you're like wandering around the camp and you've got to like build things in the camp. And I'm just like, why? And then you can send people on missions, but you don't go on the mission with them. They're just like out collecting resources and doing things for you. So there's like a management sim side of things. It's like, it's like Assassin's Creed. Um, yeah, Brotherhood had that. It's bizarre. There's just so much stuff that they've like stuck in here. And then it just feels bloated at this yes. point, right? Like, it's like when I think about what I loved about Far Cry 3 and 4, it was like this is a dense open world that's all about tackling encampments and this cool, interesting story with, and you know, not a deep story, but at least in, in Far Cry 3, I would say a pretty engaging one, you know? And like, and it wasn't especially that back then, was it? It was at least it didn't it take was itself seriously, goofy. but I didn't have a sausage dog with wheels on the back that could have a like rocket launcher attached to his back. And that's the thing is right. Like it feels like it's jumped the shark. And we had a whole episode about that. Um, if you want to go find out what number it was, I, um, and, and I feel like that's really the thing. Where, like, that for me isn't the thing because they did that in five, and I was fine with it in five, right? Because we had like oh, peaches I, and mm. cheeseburger and stuff, and I was like, okay, it's it's getting a bit sillier. It's taking itself less seriously, and because four was a little bit like that. Then they had the one because remember had like all the Shangri La like drug like out of it things and stuff, yeah. and then. But like, I didn't hate that because that was like part of far cry now at that point right was like oh in three there's a point where you get you get drugged or you get you know you're you burn down the plot farm and like they're having sequences where you weren't sure what was real and what was fake 
and that kind of thing was something that like was like okay like that's part of the formula but the wackiest stuff was reserved for those moments or like yeah the, the blood dragon spinoffs or whatever yeah whereas now it's like it it just feels like it's jumped the shark in a point where like to a point where i just i like you said like what's its identity right because like i think far cry 5 had the same problem where but like it was Far Cry Five was first... even worse because it was in the USA, and it was just this setting makes no sense that there's no police coming to like shut this down. Yeah, or like nobody like live streamed this somehow. Like, yeah, you well, know, like they were. Like, they oh were yeah, somehow... we took down the cell towers. It's like yeah, it's like what and you were unable to escape what Montana. Like there's no what there's no routes out by air or by road. Like they've just completely like closed out a valley or something. Like it made no sense that you wouldn't be able yeah, to get out like... there and leave. There's a reason that the other games have been set in fictional countries, right? Like, and now we're back to a fictional I, country, yeah. Right, and I I feel like the whole like really you know grim, dark like religious cult leader character juxtaposed with much different. Me and my buddy the- Peach is the bear. It's <laughs> right. like that's no different to what we've got now. You've got. You've got some like dictator dude who shoots his own kid in front of you, and then like you're walking around with a, an alligator two seconds later. It's yeah, just I mean, like, like that's okay, cool. I, I think I think that's tough. It's tough to reconcile those two tones, you know. And like, I I preferred when Far Cry was like overall more serious and then there were just like characters that provided comedic relief yeah that was like that'd be like someone on like the radio or something talking to you that would give you that but for me Robbie Ray. yeah but that's not my issue with the game really it's the like it's the systems they've added the the fact that i've now got to keep track of multiple different ammo types for each gun that I can't just. Swap I found my... that to be really annoying. It's so annoying. Well, so I've got to get my sh- my cell phone out with the cracked screen to like zoom in and figure out does this person need soft bullets or does it need like armor like armor piercing rounds or is it the standard bullets? And then I've got to somehow hope that I've crafted them for the gun that I'm using. And if I run out of bullets in that gun or I want to swap to a better gun, like someone's got an RPG and there's a uh, helicopter coming in. In any of the other Far Cry games, I could swap that gun. In Far Cry 6, you can't. You can't just swap your gun while you're out in the wild. You've got to go to uh, uh, like workbench in order to do it. Yeah. There's no like shops where you can just buy guns. You have to like find them in the wild in these like crates, which are seemingly just lifted straight from Fortnite supply drops that you have to like steal. And then they've got this whole system of loadouts that they keep wanting me to use. And I'm just like, no, I don't want any of this. I don't want to have to like change my armor on the fly because there's someone with poison all of a sudden come in and it wants me to like switch to that or I'm going scavenger hunting. So it wants me to switch my armor out for that. And I'm just like, this sucks. You had a great system with the like leveling progression or they switched over to perk points in Far Cry 5. Fine, whatever you want to call it. It worked. It gave me a sense of progression in the game that I work, I get these points, I can spend them on things. You don't really have that in this game. Right at the beginning, I could parachute. I had, I could um, like airdrop out of a plane. I had the repair, torch. All of that stuff is stuff you acquired over the course of the game in previous Far Cry games. Same with suppressors. You can just make them straight away. 
in this game, whereas you couldn't in previous Far Cry games. And and uh, it's just like, what's the point in me playing at this point? Because the loop used to be in Far Cry, and I think that was really what hooked me in in Far Cry 2, 3, 4, was... You go, you hunt the animals, you you get better stuff with that with the materials you got. You level up your person, you get all the points, you take down the radio towers, and that unlocks like the different the parts of the map, so you can see what you need to do. And then you go take down the outposts. It was really the outposts that were the main things. Once you've taken enough of those down, you and done like enough of the like small missions, you could then go take down the bosses, like the mini bosses, all the way up to like the big head honcho dude. And like I'm so confused as to how I even make to get to the point where I'm like completing a region in this game because there's there's no real clear indicator from what I can tell. The map is just terrible. And and like there's like areas it doesn't even want me to go into because I'm too low level. It's so confusing. The whole thing is just so convoluted and complex with all of this stuff it's they've just jumped on top. It's so big. It's like I would rather it be like scaled back and and focused more, you know, yeah. and like, and it's like then you have like those like the crazy weapons and everything. Like it's like I, I remember feeling that point really. Like I haven't got any of the well, I've got Supremos. the backpacks right with the fucking yeah. you press rockets. down the two bumpers and it like does the rockets and things. But I, I remember in Far Cry Five, and I don't know if they're in this, but you could get like special weapons. Like there was one that would like shoot CDs and stuff, and it was really cool. And I don't even know if they've. <laughs> made it into far cry 6 or not um but there was like really cool stuff like that and it's seemingly gone i don't know it's it's, it's not gelled with me as much as i wanted it to as much as i love the other far cry games and it could and have like, been so fun. good it's fine like it's 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 fine it's totally fine but i love three and four yeah me too and, and that I was just... that was my my view right it was just like Man, I should have just played Far Cry 3 again on the Steam Deck rather than playing yeah. up 6. Like, I really wanted to try 6. I had a 6. lot more fun restarting Far Cry 3 a couple months ago than I did playing Far Cry 6. I, and I think I may end up getting to that point where I'm just like, you know what? I've had my taste of this. I'm like 10 hours into the game at this point, And I'm just like, you know what? It's okay. It's something to do while I've got, like, crap TV on in the background or while McCall is doing something. And it's not, It's a nice game. It, like, really demonstrates the power of the Steam Deck, right? Like, it's a, a current-gen yeah. game. I'm running this on ultra-high settings with, like, everything turned up at that solid 30 frames per second. It's super impressive that a little handheld can handle that. But the game itself just leaves a lot to be desired at the moment. And I may, I may, I may come around to it, but at the moment, I'm just like... It's telling me all these things to do. Like, go back to to your camp because you can build out two new things. And, like, I get there and it's just like, actually, I don't have the materials to do it. So you've, like, told me that there's these two things, like a fucking hunter's lodge or, like, a gorilla hideout or something. And and they, like, somehow unlock certain skills. Like, the I did the gorilla hideout, which unlocked the wingsuit. It's just like, how does this, how do these two link up? Like, this makes no sense. <laughs> yeah it's it's a shame i i don't know i mean i'm not um i'm not like of the opinion that there's no way for far cry to return to form right like I franchises have taken steps could. all the time but i also feel like 
they put out so many of them, it feels like, too, because it's like they do the spinoffs. It's been it's like, a while, though, right? Because I don't think there was a, yeah. there was that like spinoff with the twins after Far Cry 5, but that didn't hit well either. No. So this is like the second, maybe even the third, if you count Far Cry 5 as a bit of a dud. Far Cry Survival was bad as well. Like the people, Far Cry Primal, sorry, people didn't really like that because it was like a... You know, back in the day, you know, it's not really. Some what people really liked Some it, but it, it certainly it wasn't, wasn't as Far Cry to me. Before. It wasn't yeah. what I considered Far Cry to be, and it feels like Ubisoft has had a lot of misses lately. Like, look at the latest yeah. Ghost Recon game, for example. They've just like ended support for that after about a year. Uh, the Division Two, seemingly like they just it fell off the cliff. There was no additional content released for that. Far Cry obviously hasn't hit as well as it it should have. It's just. I don't know, they need something to turn it round. And I think the problem is they've got too many games that are too similar that they get, that it, like, wires just get crossed. It's just like you can see the influences in this game from other ones. Having played Ghost Recon Wildlands, I can see the influences of that game in this. I mean, they've also had a, a, an issue with talent drain, right? Like, there's obviously been, you know, um, some pretty high-profile... Uh, conversations around like what the culture is like at Ubisoft and you know a lot of people are not happy there and are not being treated well and you've seen you're seeing a lot of talent um, leave and go somewhere else and I think that's probably also part of the problem and like they probably need to slow down on some of these marquee series and let them breathe a little bit more and I mean this one got um, delayed for almost a year like from tw- it yeah. was meant to release in 2020, it got pushed back to, tw- to late 2021. And I don't think it's a problem that if it had more time to cook, it would have been better. I don't. No, I mean, it's, no, it's no. Polished I, as hell. This game. It's, I yeah, it's better. not that the game is is poorly made in any way. It's just bloated. I think it's just it doesn't have a good. It didn't have a clear vision of what it was trying to achieve. I don't think it's like a movie with without a good editor or with a director who just like always gets their own way and that you need someone to come in and just be like nope chop that chop that chop that and uh, i think it's the difference between like old quentin tarantino movies like pulp fiction for example versus some of his newest stuff which just goes on forever and ever and ever and never ends and it's because because he lost his editor and i feel like these games need someone to come in and just be like no, we don't need a camp building no we don't need any third person stuff in this game because it's a first person shooter Part of the problem, though, too, right, is I feel like with some of these, like, big AAA franchises that just keep coming back and coming back and coming back, there's, like, this war of escalation, right, where it's like, well, the next one has to be even bigger than the last one, and it has to have more features and, and more well, that, more and more And I also more. think it's, like, a case of maybe the developers who are, are working on it or the higher-ups or, I don't know, someone, right? It's just like... And I could see it happening with the suits, like bringing down the word of like, mm, we've heard that like camp buildings like really popular and like it's, it's marked really well in the focus groups. Can we make sure we get that into to this game as well as into the Ghost Recon sure. series because people really like it? And like then it's just come in way too late. It's tacked on top. And I think that kind of stuff needs to have a sense of purpose in the game, whereas in this it just doesn't. It just feels like, oh, okay, we're just... Putting these like it feels like areas in for the sake of it. Yeah, it feels like there are a lot of features in the game that feel like they are just there for the sake of putting more on top yes. of it. Too and, much. And I think the the thing that you pointed out, where like you start the game with so many of the powers that you traditionally earn over time, it's like 
that is to the detriment because then it's like, okay, well, they still have to give you things, and the stuff they give you is not additive. It's just like more noise. You stuff know? you'll so, never use, oh, right? you got a rocket backpack. <laughs> it's like, I don't want that. Why the fuck would I want that? The only thing I use that for is to take down the f- take down the helicopters because I can't buy a fucking rocket launcher because there's no shops in the game and I've got to go find it out in the wild somewhere and I bet I don't that's get it stupid. till late. You know, I bet like, I don't get it till late in that. the game because it's probably in one of the areas that's like super high level and if I go in there I just get shot dead instantly. So yeah. it's it's just stupid and like the enemies are just like bullet sponges at points because it's just like, oh, we've we've arbitrarily decided that this enemy is, is level 12 and you're level 4, so your bullets aren't as effective against a level 12. So you've just yeah, got like, to shoot for that. longer. I hate it. You know, like, it. I, liked, I liked the system where it was just like a shooter and it's like, this guy has armor on, so he takes more shots. Got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I don't know, like... Now it's, just, oh, just, this guy's got armor on. These bullets aren't really going to work. So while he's shooting at me and I'm in the middle of combat and someone else is throwing grenades, I've got to somehow press, hold down the L button to bring up the wheel, press Y to swap between, like, I'll click it multiple times to swap to the right bullets that I need and then somehow shoot him and then turn around and do the exact same thing for the other guy because I've got to, he probably won't be using the armor piercing rounds. The other one will probably be like yeah. the soft tissue rounds and I've got to swap bullets for and that like, one. That interrupts the entire flow of what I find fun about Far Cry, right? Like, Far Cry was the first game that made me fall in love with the whole, like, fighting in a base thing, like, going in and clearing out an enemy encampment. I fucking love that. That's my favorite thing to do. Like, I I redid all of the stuff in Far Cry 5. There was, like, an outpost master mode, which made it harder. And I went through and did them all undetected with no alarms. It was so satisfying. In this, it's just, like... There's like the mini outposts, like the checkpoints, where there's like three people yeah. and an alarm, and it's just like, why? What's the point? And then you have like seemingly there's two in each region. It's just it's not enough, and you can't really find them because there's not. I, I'm not seeing the smoke coming up from them like I do in the previous games. You just have to ride around. Yeah, and like, I loved having the like Rambo ass moments in those games, right? Where it would be like, oh, like I'm hiding in the bush and I'm taking guys out. And then one of them's like, hey, there he is. And it's like, oh shit. And I'm running yeah, and I'm like fucking like ah, pull out the shotgun and shoot this guy <laughs> and then run and stab that guy. And, you know, and then you run and duck underneath something and then you climb up and you jump back out, you know, and like. I loved the rhythm of that. Or you'd be like, oh, I'm sneaking up. And then like a tiger comes out and gets you, you know, and like. I or feel a like, fucking honey badger or a turkey. Something like, like that that's seemingly is ridiculous. broken. Yeah. You know, like with, with all this bullshit. It's like I don't wanna like who cares? Like I don't I don't want poison rounds thing. and shit. Like that's the not game, real. I keep having this fucking psychiatrist radioing in while I'm in the middle of gunplay and he's like telling me that I need to go relax and I should try fishing. And I'm just like, I know there's a fishing mini game in this game. There was one in the last one. And guess what? I didn't like it in the last one. I thought it was boring. I don't really like fishing games. I don't care about doing it, but I have to do it. I can't think of something I would want to do progress. less in a Far Cry game. In a game that's about fucking fighting guys and like fucking flying helicopters and riding on elephants and shit. Like, what do you think I want to go fishing for? The only time it was useful was if like I'm fishing because I need to build like a fucking pouch to put more bullets in. And they sure. removed that from Far Cry 5. It's not in Far Cry 6. 
So like so Far Cry 4 was the last time really that you hunted animals in order to build things and craft things. Whereas in this, you 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 came into the game fully equipped. You're like a part of a guerrilla army which seemingly has access to everything. They've got their own bases, their own weapons, and yet you can only go find guns in the wild and they won't give and you like, anything. That bothers me too. When I think about it, like I like how you feel like kind of a lone wolf. Yeah, you're the one that's in like the coming other in. games. You know, it's that like it was always that like white savior. I'm coming in and I'm like, to, you know, coming to save the day. And yeah, and that like, part sucks. That but... that really sucked. But you know, in this one, <laughs> some positives. I'm playing as a woman, which is great. I really love that they gave me that choice, and I can like I can pick and play as a, as a woman, which was nice. It was refreshing. Oh, yeah, I picked. I picked um... And I'm not well. a white person, which is also great. It's nice. It's a refreshing change. There's queer characters in the game. Also great. Like There's some really good points of progression, but I don't like the fact that that sense of I feel like a hero, which is what I think people came to Far Cry games for, is gone. You used to feel like I a mean, hero clearing out the outpost and everyone was just like... The thing I, I loved... I can write a whole fucking essay about why Far Cry 3 is good you because like the whole thing about like the white savior shit is like you're totally right. But like when you think about the way that that game ends and the choice that you're allowed to if you pick the good guy choice, that's yeah. But like the whole thing is about how he's not a good guy and he's enjoying like getting fucking blood on his hands, you know, and like. That he's a like turning into a fucking monster basically and becoming a psychopath, and like I like that because it's very much like oh I'm the hero I'm the hero because this is a video game and then it's like it does the whole like Undertale <laughs> thing where it's like but are, are you, you really, really? Yeah. are you really a hero though or like you know it's like I and I I feel like we've gotten so far away from. The strength of that net, like th things that are problematic about it aside, right? Um, which we can also, you know, not to dismiss those things, but more just like there's narrative meat on that bone in a way that, like, with Danny, it's like she just feels like a person getting swept up in this in this thing that's already happening, rather right. than like she's like someone. I guess who it's also true in the other games but it like, is like you think he, about number four for example he's going there to there's find a whole rebellion his, that you join yeah he's going there to find his mother and you join the rebellion but far cry two and three weren't that i've i've never played far cry one i know it's the one by crytek it's not a ubisoft game i've never played it i know it's di a, a different game from the other far cries but two and three i know it's just like you've like crash landed on this island and like you've got to try and get off and like save save yourself right and that that was gone i liked far cry 4 though i thought pagan Min was a great uh, like uh antagonist I, I loved that game i think the difference is though right that in four you you were part of a group but like and it didn't feel like you were like like they were organized right like they were like a they were a underground militia that was trying to yeah, liberate they, they the country. They had even uh, taken over a single radio tower. They were trying to get you to help them set up Radio Free Karat. It was like the beginning. You're there on the ground floor. Whereas this, it feels like we yeah. came in, I don't know, two, three years into this rebellion and this like possible civil war that's going on. And 
and we're just like a tag along. It's just like, oh, okay, yeah, you can join our cause. Go and do yeah, this. Yeah, we're just Go like we're this. just some. Go and do this. We're just like somebody's fucking Aaron gut person. You know, like it's just like the, there's a boss that we work for, and there's already an organization, and like you said, they have all these bases and power, and they already know. Like, I just feel like it's like, all right, like all if right. you weren't here, it wouldn't. You're just like a tiny, tiny little cog in the machine. You feel right? like you feel like a blunt instrument yeah. that's being directed, <laughs> right? Where it's like, yeah, yeah, uh, go here and kill this, call, kill all these guys for us. It's like, all right, yeah, shit, whatever. Yeah, and that's Whereas, simple, like, some of the quests are. It's like, kill all the soldiers. It's just like, okay, cool. Whereas, like, in, in three and four, right, like, your character has skin in the game in a way where it's like, well, all my friends are captured and gonna be fucking ransomed or killed and I'm gonna die on this fucking island or I, you know, came to spread my mom's ashes and now I'm swept up in this shit and I'm gonna die in this country I've never been to. I just want to go home, right? Like, you, you, whereas, like, her whole thing is, like, she doesn't even want to be, she was trying to leave and now it's, like, now she's supposed to, like, be part of this rebellion and liberate the country and like all these things that like she never wanted to do you know yeah, and it's she's like, like phoning it in she's just like uh okay fine i guess uh, i guess and I'll she's help. like she was like in the military or whatever right like she, like they say like oh you're really tough and you know how to fight and like the yeah, whole point because is supposed she was to be like, that you're consigned. like a fucking chump you know that can't. Like she she said like that they like what oh, i can't is it consigned like she got like signed up by the country to join the military right yeah, uh, conscripted. Uh, conscripted. She was conscripted rather than like volunteer, voluntary, voluntarily. Oh my god, I can't even speak. Voluntarily joining the army. So it's just like she didn't even want to do that. She she didn't, she didn't want to fight at all. She feels she like a like, character who has very little agency. Absolutely, yeah. It's just someone, and and because of that, you sort of feel like, well, if I'm not here, this would all carry on anyway, and they'd probably win or they would lose, and I I'm not really helping the cause all that much. I just feel like I mean, I think somebody. That's the, you will eventually, I'm sure, be like, oh, well, I'm the one who turned the tide, and I'm the most powerful person. It's like, okay, but like, I don't know. It just for whatever reason, I I feel like it just doesn't hit the same, you know, and like it doesn't, it doesn't, yeah, it really doesn't, and. And I think there's those systems and the story and the the setting. There's just it's a combination of like bad decisions. Has and we're like multiple games in a row now where I felt that way, and it's like I don't know, dude. Like I'm not excited for seven now. Like no, I'm am just I like, oh, oh okay, I'll see how it goes. I'll check the Metacritic scores and yeah. the reviews when it comes out, and then I'll make a decision. Fingers crossed. But you know, I I picked this up for twenty quid, and I'm still disappointed. I would have been extremely disappointed if I bought this for seventy. I'll just yeah, like, I'm I. I also bought it on sale and I regret buying it because it's like, I didn't need to play this. I bought it to kill time until like Horizon came out or whatever. And it's like, I should have just waited or played Far Cry 3. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So like, that's like thing called review, really. If you were going to play Far Cry 6, don't bother. Go play Far Cry 3 because it's a significantly better game. Or 4. <laughs> 3 or 4 <laughs> are the best games in the series. I would recommend checking those two out. Yeah, I don't know. And like I said, it's fine. Like if you've played those games to death and you want to play something new, like it's not it's not it's not bad, but it's also not good. It's fine. It's okay. Yeah. I don't know. Um anyway, let's get into our uh talking point for the week, which is cheat codes. So this was an idea that Steve had floated out a couple weeks ago where it's like what, you know, cheat codes I feel like we're such a prevalent thing 
back in the day when we were younger. Like oh, yeah. most games had some kind of cheats or, or something. And there was like a real community around it. You know, like I remember uh, one of the first websites that I frequented online was this website called Cheat CC, Cheat Code Central uh, dot com. And it was like they had um, like a library that you could go through of all the different consoles. And then they had it by game and they'd have all the cheats. But then they also had like a message board and like they had they had like strategy guides and stuff like that for games that didn't have cheats. And um, and I had like a I had like a binder, a little Pokemon binder where I would print out cheat codes and then oh three-hole punch them and stick them in my you binder. You were real mad. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I had them. And I had, I had tabs. So I had them in alphabetical order. Hey, friends come so over and use... like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me get my... Let me get my file of facts out and find out, find out exactly yep. exactly which cheat I need to use today. Yep. And like, uh, you know, Animal Crossing folks will remember in the original game, you could go to Tom Nook and there was like a syscode system where you could put in a code and you would get specific items and they would like come out in like Nintendo Power and stuff like that. And that was like, I think, how you were supposed to get them. And Cheat CC just had the whole list. And oh my God. I'm going to get every NES game. And like, I had like every crazy item, you know, um, cause I found this cheat list and just shit like that. You know, that it was, uh, no, no, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Th- that for me was how I used to get my cheat codes for, I, re- I distinctly remember, and I can't remember what magazines they were, but it would be like, you'd have like the reviews and like the latest games and like previews of what was coming out and stuff. And then you get to the back. And there was like a there was like a few pages of like of like new games that would recently come out like that last couple of months, and it would have like the cheat codes for them, and like you would like look down and you'd be like, oh, I can like, you know, put this combination of buttons and things in, and and I would get them. Uh, but then we also did get stuff from the internet. I can't for the life of me remember the website, and I really hope my dad can remember because I would love to know. But it was the same place we used to get a lot of the like uh, walkthroughs with like, the typewriter font that we would like print out, and you'd have the same <laughs> thing with the with the cheat codes. It was so fun, and, and just finding all of those was was really cool. But then in addition to that, it was like. Of finding glitches in games as well was like another thing that you could use to your advantage. And like when you would find one, it was always like a big thing. And I only ever found one that I put to very, very good use, which was The Sims on the PlayStation 2. And I don't know if it was like, if it was just like in the first build or what, whatever, but when you sold a wall, in the sims 2 if you held held down the button that was to like make the wall and you just slammed r1 i think it was to sell you could sell that same piece of wall a million times just as much as you wanted so you'd make like one big we'd make one big piece of wall we'd put the most expensive wallpaper on it and then we'd just sit there and fucking slam the button so we could make like the biggest house possible with all of our money that we'd got without having to go to work or anything it was great (laughs) <laughs> I remember uh, in speaking of the Sims, there was like the rosebud cheat. Yeah, the rosebud cheat. Print the money, semicolon you know. exclamation mark. Just do it a million times. Yep. There were yeah. so many cheats for the Sims. There was always that like myth 
of the cheat that I don't think ever existed to remove the blur so that you could see the Sims naked. I remember like everyone in school talking about this, like, oh yeah, you know, yeah. you can you can make it so you can see them like in bed or see them in the shower or whatever. It's just like, no, you couldn't. And even if you could, there'd be nothing underneath the blur anyway. It was just a thing. <laughs> you 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 brought up glitches and i think for me uh there's one glitch that reigns supreme above all else it looms in the memory of i think most fans of the game um and tyler olson wrote in about this one uh one of our patreon supporters and said i had a game shark that i used to catch one of my favorite glitches of all time missing no or missing go, whatever, but it's missing no. Um, and, and that's like I, missing I'm, number Pokemon, right? Yeah. So I'm I'm trying to show the picture here. It's a little bit a little bit out of frame, but you know you you can see the top of it. Um, it was a famous glitch uh, that you know you would activate by you know there was like a whole. Um, process that you had to go through basically where you would go and here i'll actually pull up the footage um you'd go to the old man in viridian city and have him do the weedle catch and then you could go to the uh cinnabar island and swim up and down the coast Mm -hmm. and missing no was a like piece of junk code basically that they had used um as like a placeholder in the decks because i think there was originally supposed to be a few more Pokemon that didn't make the cut and like it's just like junk data and doing this random sequence of events like causes this glitch and the interesting thing about it aside from the fact that um, it happens at all is you could use it in two really notable ways uh, if you went whatever space you had been in on the map before you flew to uh, Viridian and talked to the old man Pokemon from that area would show up on Cinnabar Island, um, but they would be really, really high level. Sometimes they would be glitched to be like over level 100. It was like all this weird stuff. And um, so you could take advantage of that and like catch super rare Pokemon or Pokemon that you were only supposed to be able to catch once. You could catch like, you know, Mewtwo if you went to like, you know, the, the Cerulean Cave and you could catch multiples of them and there's all these weird things where like which Pokemon show up can also be impacted by like what your name is in the game and like just all How this did weird people shit. Find this stuff out. Was this like people having like cracked the ROM or something and they like looked through the source and, I, and I think figured it, it all out? And I think experimenting with it for years and years and years, you know? Because I imagine um, some of this stuff didn't come out for a long time after the game mm-hmm. came out. At least to my knowledge, right? But it's the thing where like in the early days of the internet, right? Like it was a thing that you'd find or you'd swap stories or you'd read about it. Like I learned about this from, from a friend uh, who was my neighbor. That's what I miss, right? Is that sense of like, Oh, mystery. Right. Cause even now uh, I think about games like Elden Ring, for example, and breath of the wild, where there is that sense of uh, a feeling that it's just like, Oh, I'm the first one that's discovered this. I, you know, no one else would have seen this secret. It's just like, no, someone probably has seen it and posted a video online and it's been shared around like a million times already. Whereas back then you you had no real proof, no real evidence unless you had the cartridge with the like, with the glitch that had happened on it at the time. Because you couldn't take yeah. a picture on your mobile phone because that didn't exist. You couldn't take a video or a screen capture or anything because that didn't exist. You just had that sense of mythology around certain cheats and certain glitches as to like is this even real did this actually happen 
And there's so many really weird things about Missing No that's really interesting. Like its type is bird type, which is not a type of Pokemon. It knows three attacks. It knows water gun twice and then sky attack. That doesn't make any sense. There, it must have it been like a leftover all, thing. Like, cause birds, it causes bet, all these weird glitches. What they called air type, right? Before probably. Uh, flying, yeah. Flying, yeah. Um, but it causes all these weird glitches where like it messes up the like um Hall of Fame for like the Elite Four and stuff. Like it's it's very, very strange. Um but the other thing that it does is um is allow you to duplicate items which was the main reason that you would do it. So whatever was the sixth item in your inventory, you'd get like a hundred of them. So like you could take like rare candies or the master ball and make infinite, you know, if you just kept doing it, um, one which was a huge ball, thing right? in those games. Cause those were limited resource. The master ball is always a limited resource, but rare candy, there's only like, I don't know, 10 of them in the game. So if you use them all, they're gone. Right. So, like, you could use that to, like, quickly level Pokemon, and it was, yeah, it was very, very wow, okay. valuable. I wonder how many yes. of those Pokemon made it all the way through to, like, Pokemon Bank, Pokemon Home, and are now sat in people's Pokemon. Well, you couldn't with that because from Gen 1 and 2, those are the only games that there was no way to move oh, to okay. the next generation. From Gen 3 on, you've been able to push them forward. Right, okay. Um, I don't know. You can probably do it in the 3DS ports where, like, maybe you can. Missing No got taken out of it, though. I maybe, probably. I don't know. That's a good question, though. That would be fucked up, though. It's like that's so core to the experience. Yeah, that's part of the game. It's jank, you know. It's like, but that's it's part of it. Um, but yeah, that's that's one that like definitely I think stands out to me. Um, but on the the Pokemon note, I have another funny one. Um, and this comment from uh, Zade, one of our Patreon producers, is a, is a good uh, inroad to it. So Zade said, oh, I had an action replay for my DS. I mainly use it after I had beaten Pokemon Diamond so I could get all the event Pokemon you had to go to like a store like GameStop to get. And that was definitely one that I took advantage of when I was in uh, high school around the time that, that Gen 4 um, came out and was, was current. Um that that was when all my friends and I had really gotten serious into uh, competitive Pokemon and like we're EV breeding or IV breeding and EV training and like you know doing tournaments you know when you and told stuff. Told me the EV thing before. I thought you were on about like the Pokemon EV, but you're not. You're on about yes. EV, the letters, effort values. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and me and all my buddies, because we had like a we had like a league basically where like we had. I forget how many people were in the group that were actually serious about playing, but maybe like seven or eight of us. Mm-hmm. And each of us had multiple, t- you know, competitive teams, but we also had a tournament that we did um, twice, I think, where each of us had a type that we picked. So, like, I picked water, somebody else picks dragon, somebody else has normal, and we all made a competitive team that was monotype, and then we did a monotype, like, bracket tournament to see who, who had the best team. And um, uh, that squad, a, a couple of us, like the four of us that were like the most serious, four or five of us, um, we used to get together and like play like every week and we were always doing stuff. We went to a GameStop and we all pitched in like five bucks each and bought an action replay. And we used it so that we could clone all of our Pokemon so that each of us could have the same Pokemon that each other had that we had all worked well, on so you making. Could, like, train against them? 
so that we could do but like also so we would have the tools that like each other had to like okay. use against other people because it was like really hard to make pokemon back then it would take a really long time so like if i made a version of a vaporeon that was competitively valuable and it was different than the one that you had made we could trade and we'd both have two versions that we could viably use but not have to make two of them you know and like things like that um but also we would make clones so that we could trade them online and not have to get rid of our pokemon um because we used to go on the cerebi boards and battle strangers online and would like trade with people and would be like oh like these are the pokemon that we've been breeding that we can trade here's all the level 100 pokemon we have with their move sets and this is the their iv sp- uh and ev spreads and we would just like go in the chat rooms and like post stuff and like set up trades and we got this action replay so that we could clone all of our shit trade it away keep our stuff and just keep amassing this larger larger group of competitively viable pokemon and we called ourselves the Poke Mafia. Oh, because <laughs> we're like we're out here wheeling and dealing, you know. But you used your like you used cheats for actually useful things for me. It was just to, like usually goof around. Like I was thinking about what I used them for. Sims, for example, I don't sure. know what it was about the fucking house builder in that game. And, like, my aspirations of being an architect, even though every house I made looked, like, exactly the fucking same. But I would just want (laughs) loads of money so I could, like, build the best houses. And, like, it was all I wanted to do. I didn't care about this whole life sim and them going to work and doing this and that. I just wanted them to be rich fuckers and stay at home and swim in the pool all day long and, like, cook burgers on the barbecue. That's all I wanted them to do. And then Age of Empires did not care less about doing any of the campaigns or anything. I just wanted to play POW or type uh, or type. how do you turn this on and have a baby on a tricycle or a fucking Viper, like a Dodge Viper car. The army just, of like, cars, just yeah. Just fucking run around and like shoot everyone and take them all down. It's just like, ha ha ha, look at me with my modern technology. I can just fucking shoot you with my car that spins around and like fires bullets. Oh, there was that. There was that little army dude with the laser gun as well that would like kill anything with one shot. It would just like vaporize them. Oh my god! You just reminded me of a game I haven't thought about in years. It was one of those army men games. I think it was called like Sarge's Heroes or something. And I had that on PC, and I remember that had a ton of cheats like that. And you could like you could make like a magnifying glass and like melt the other army men, or you could get like a spray paint. Um, oh my god! Bottle of hairspray and like a fi- and a uh, lighter and burn them and stuff. And yeah, Basically, I forgot you about could that. Be a psycho. <laughs> yeah. Basically. I used to love stuff like that. It was like the time for the developers to have a bit of fun. Like they'd made their serious game, Age of Empires, or historical, or, you know, army battles, blah, blah, blah. And then it's just like, okay, well, let's put a fucking spaceman in and, or a baby on a tricycle and let's just have some goofs. And I used to, There's it, always, it was always that like thing. And I don't know if it's true that like cheats were put in the games for QA testers, and that's why they existed. And, like, now, obviously, they have better tools that so they don't need cheat codes to, like, type... Uh, that's R1 probably right. I mean, yeah. Because I could imagine it, it right? You don't... As a QA tester, you don't want to be having to accumulate all of this money in order to be able to test this one specific thing, so you just type Rosebud, semicolon, exclamation mark, and just, like, get shitloads of it. 
Well, and especially with when you think about things where it's like, oh, like you could lose progress and stuff like that. And like, you know, what are you going to like replay an entire game so you can replicate one second of yeah. it that you need to test or whatever. Right. Like it's at a certain point, you know, um, that just becomes ridiculous. So, yeah, that probably makes sense, you know, um, but we had a, a comment here from that doc guy, one of our Patreon producers who said, my best memories were going on Cheat CC as a kid to find glitches and bugs for Zelda or other stuff like that. Shout out to Cheat CC, of course. Um, I wanted to bring this up because one of the things that I remember uh, while while we're like kind of talking about like the devices and stuff is I remember my my best friend growing up had uh, a Game Shark for the N sixty four and nice. um, found out about this crazy glitch uh not even a glitch it's it's like a thing that exists in ocarina of time and i have it up on screen right now for the the folks watching on youtube where the r wing from Star Fox is in the code of ocarina of time and they used it to test how one of the flying enemies would work and if you if you patch in this code uh the there's an animation that plays of the r wing flying into the map and then it starts shooting you. And oh, shit. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah. And you can fight it. And I just sh- showing it right now. Link hits it with the boomerang and it like comes out of the sky and crashes and burns and everything. It's awesome. It's so cool. Um, and uh, so that's another yeah, example of like it being in for testers then. Like they were testing out and they how a feature worked and how it would work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I loved stuff like that. Uh, and then Doc said, um, I fell for a fake one in Kirby Air Ride that promised you'd unlock the witch enemy as a playable character if you did a free run play session for four hours nonstop. Schoolyard rumors like that were the best and still cannot be beat. I agree with the schoolyard rumors can't be beat. I did not believe my friend Sean and he convinced me that I like, could not convince me that there was a skeleton key in Oblivion. And of course, there is a skeleton key in Oblivion. I was like, "There's no way to add that to the game," but they did, and it was on the Elder Scrolls on it was on the Elder Scrolls wiki, and I found it, and it's like it makes that game. It's just like fuck yes, I'm gonna do the fucking lock picking mini game every like two seconds anymore. I can just like slam X to like unlock the door. It was great, but yeah, schoolyard rumors. I I agree, cannot cannot be beat. It was it was the best way to share information. I loved those and like I because like some of them were real and you'd be like oh whoa like this actually works you know like that was always fun but yeah I remember like one of the big ones that I remember um, talking about that was definitely fake was uh, in Pokemon uh, Red and Blue there is a section of the game uh, when you're in Cerulean City where you have to go up past the Nugget Bridge and you go and meet Bill who's the guy who invented the PCs and he behind his house uh, there's like this interesting little, there's like a gap, right? And it looks like he has a backyard or something that you could go to. And you're not ever able to go in it. But there was this rumor that it was like, oh, oh, uh, there's this thing called Bill's Garden that you can go in if you complete the Pokedex. And you can go in there and there's new Pokemon for you to catch. And it's like, whoa, like, no way, you know? And it's like, no, no, no way. There, That's fake. And like, <laughs> there's another thing like that uh in um vermilion where by the ssn uh there's water and if you wait until you get surfed there's like a way you can like sequence break the game basically 
um, if you have someone trade you uh, a Pokemon that you need to, it doesn't matter. There's a way to do it where you can have Surf and go and Surf around in this area or you can like, you know, cheat and like Shadow Walk or something. Um, and there's like a truck on the side, like this truck sprite. And it's the only car sprite in the entire game. And people were like, oh, if you use strength on that, uh, you can push it and then you'll fight Mew. Also not real, but it was a cool story. There is a glitch that you can do to get Mew, though. It's weird, elaborate thing you have to do, but I've done it and it definitely works. Oh, see, I love that. And like this whole series of events you have to assemble together in order to get anything. Like that reminds me of the only time I can remember my me and my dad like really struggling to enter a cheat code. I think it was in Tomb Raider 4. And uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's the one set in Egypt. And we're like trying to get some health packs some some first aid kits because we like we'd like fucked up and we didn't have any and like we really needed some because our health was low and it's like it was this most ridiculous thing it's like you've got to look north do a somersault backwards take two steps to the left press l2 r2 and like i remember that it was ridiculous and then she would go like aha like a fucking pack would be in her inventory but like finding the specific point and like making sure you're facing north when you've only got i remember my friend struggling to do that yeah oh god it's horrendous absolutely horrendous funny (laughs) yeah holy shit i haven't thought about that because i was never a tomb raider guy but my my buddy growing up was a big tomb raider fan and i remember watching him trying to do that because there's like that fight with like a tiger or something Mm -hmm. in one of those games and i remember he was like struggling and he needed the health pack and we looked up the cheat for it that's crazy the the resources thing makes me think of what i think of as like one of the most iconic for sure um which is uh the cheat codes in like gta um, Which are still in that to this one. day, right? GTA Five is one of those few games that still has cheat codes, like along with the Lego games. They're about the only two games I can really think of in modern modern day that have cheat codes built in. Yeah, and it's like they're 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 definitely like now they're like a little bit more formalized. Like you can like put just put them in in the in, in the, the phone, phone and yeah. and stuff and. Yeah, and like that'll you know that'll give you. So um, here's a car that comes from the sky. Yeah, but like I remember, you know, like they had all the you know there was like the weapon ones and stuff. And remember the anti gravity one as well, where everything would be like floating in the sky. Yeah, and you could use you could like fly the cars, or you could like have the tank that you could spawn, (laughs) and you could turn the thing around and shoot, and it would fly up like a rocket, basically. Um, and then there's like the, the like raising wanted level cheats and like all that stuff. That was like the only way I played, uh, Grand Theft Auto, you know, um, for, oh Jesus, hold on. I made a mistake. (laughs) I was like clicking around between tabs while I was trying to get back to the main thing. Let me just make a note here. Um, did you dox yourself, Pete? No, it was just like showing the documents while I was trying oh, to click okay. through. And I was like, oh, shit. No, no, no. Wait, I'm trying to click in this. I just made a mistake. Um, and like, I, you know, that was like the way I played GTA, right? Where it was like my friends and I would pull it out, you know, and like 
maybe they had engaged with the story or whatever in their own time. But like when we played together, it would be okay, pull out the controller, put in whatever cheats you're going to put in and then play until you die. How long can you survive? Right. Yeah. And like, I swear to God of every cheat code, this is the one that I have the most muscle memory for of the R2, R2, L1, R2, left, down, right, up, left, down, right, up, R2, R2, L1, R1, left, down, right, up, left, down, right, up. Like, I just, it's there, you know? Um, And those are still the same cheats. They still work. It's the same, you know, uh, combinations for most of them these days. We spoke about that code because I don't I don't really have anything. My my lineage with video games starts with computers. Like that's it's very different to most people my age when they started on consoles. But uh so mine are like writing things into boxes like Rosebud or Coinage or Marco Polo, that kind of stuff. But I don't ever remember typing the Konami code, which is the most famous cheat code of all time. I don't ever remember typing it into We're too young. Code. We're too young, I think. You yeah, know, I think it was like NES, SNES era. Yeah, like is I, I Konami games were not as relevant when we were young. No, it was like Metal Gear Solid and um, uh, Castlevania, but Castlevania and uh, but it, but it's like even those games, like I was too young for them, right? Like when they were like like Symphony of the Night, Metal Gear Solid, and stuff. Like I was. Those were well, like and, adult and stuff like Silent Hill, for example. That you wouldn't be putting like codes into that, I don't think, to cheat really. Probably not. Um, oh, I, I, they might exist. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure they do, but you know, I don't know. I don't remember any for like Resident Evil, but then I don't remember looking up. I, I think of more that. stuff like like the on like the PS1 and like PS2 era. There was a lot of like stuff like big head mode and you know like you know goofy stuff yeah yeah or or like you know sometimes it would be something that was like that would really impact gameplay in an interesting way like one of the other ones that i pulled up footage for um was uh the gravity moon gravity in tony hawk um which is like the thing in you know uh Mm -hmm. in gta where it would just be like your airtime is like fucking ridiculous and you can like do a 900 just from doing an ollie off the ground and like you know it's like yeah i'm just i'm I'm watching somebody just do an ollie and do a 720 you know like no no trouble um those things those kinds of things were like fun and just silly because like it would have you allow you to play the game in a way that you couldn't normally and you know I like things like that. Like those were always fun things, especially when you were like younger and like not good at games or not as good, right? Like it would give it would give you new ways to find fun, even if you were limited in in your skill set or, or something like that. You know, St- stuff like that. I think you're right. Was usually like uh, a party piece, right? Someone would come over and they'd be like, "Oh, I've heard about this new cheat code. Let's try it out." And and you would all try it together and like laugh at how goofy it was that yeah. all of a sudden everyone's got ginormous heads or you can do these crazy tricks that you couldn't do before. But the, yeah, I mean, and and I think I think there's like two categories and the other one are just genuinely useful cheat codes. Like reducing your wanted level in GTA is a genuinely useful thing. It helps you in the game. Yeah, or, like, there was, like, the health cheat that you could do to, like, not die or, like, fix your car or, yeah. like, something like that, you know? And, like, those things are cool. 
Um, but I think for me, right, like the things that I loved the most in GTA were like the gravity or like there was the one where you could make the cars drive on water and then you could like drive, you know, you could be flying and then you'd land in the ocean, you drive to the other <laughs> islands and like it would just totally change the way you interacted with the world, you know, it's like, oh, I have superpowers all of a sudden. It's crazy, mm-hmm. you know, um, uh, it's like it, it was fun to like re- remove those limitations, you know. Um, but I also really liked how you'd get the ones that would like unlock extra content and stuff. Like one of the ones I always remember is in Crash Team Racing. Um, there were a few characters that you could only unlock with cheat codes. Really? Um, like one of them uh, was Penta Penguin. And like he was one of my favorite characters to why? play as. And it was like, I don't know. I don't Do know why he was, didn't make it to the. I think it was maybe like a, a Nintendo Power situation, like with Animal Crossing, that they were going to keep it behind a paywall and you would like you would get the code if you went to like a specific event or something or maybe he just didn't make the cut and it was just like okay rather yeah and he was like underdeveloped or something but like he works he's a fully usable character you can use him in the story mode and everything i think and is he in the remake yeah wow still need a cheat code in the remake or is he just there i don't know you might yeah i i wouldn't be surprised fun if they kept it so you need a cheat code in the remake that'd be really cool i I think there's two characters that you get but i I liked him so i i never really cared too much um about the other ones but uh but yeah like just stuff like that was cool it's like oh well like i would have friends come over and be like oh yeah i have a whole character that you don't have and it's like what like how does that like that's not a thing did you, you know? tell like, them did you tell them how you did it or was yeah it like yeah i'd be like look at this like here take the code like you know um that's always been my my that's why i do a podcast right it's like it's just like i'm oh, look at this thing share this interest with me <laughs> some people though kind of keep it to themselves don't they and she's like, oh no! I'm oh just yeah, gonna, just keep, I'm not that type of guy. I'm not a gatekeeper, you know. Like I'm a I'm a gate opener, you know. <laughs> so I'm looking up. I looked up cheats for uh, for Resident Evil, and there were there weren't any. It's just like glitches and stuff that allowed you to get stuff. Like that was the other thing that that Doc referenced, and uh, it's like yeah, glitches were another way that you would kind of get it, but they, I don't really consider them cheats. Cheats, I think, is something that was intentionally there, or that you could, I guess, Game Shark, for example, is cheating, but really that's like modifying the code, isn't it? They would like inject yeah. things and like change it. So like action knew, replay is yeah, it's thing. like if you knew it, like that you wanted more lives in say Sonic, for example, you could just say like, add more. I use that a lot on. Uh, and I know we're going to do an episode about emulators down the line, but that was something I did a lot when I got into Game Boy emulation, where I was like, they had a built-in action replay in, in the the GBA emulator, um, Visual Boy, and I would like use that in, like I was playing like Pokemon, uh, like Fire Red and Leaf Green, and there were like Pokemon in the decks that you can't get in the game, you can only get from like trading from other games and stuff, and I would be like, oh, like... I'm going to input the code so that the next Pokemon I encounter is this Pokemon so that I can use it or like, you know, oh, I can put in this code and I can change my sprite so I can play the whole game as like Misty or Brock or or whatever, right? Or like whatever, you know? Um, and I, I liked doing that stuff. That was really fun, you know? Like, that's more like modding, but like, mm-hmm. you know, you're, you're, it's cheats, right? Like that's what you're doing. You're, you're fucking around with codes. Um, 
and yeah, I, I found that stuff to be like really interesting and it, it's fun. It's a fun way to like breathe new life into a game and be like, oh, I can beat this game with a team of Pokemon yeah, and, I'm not and supposed it, to be able to, you know? Yeah, I, like I think that. that's why it was great when we were kids because it would give, give a bit of your longevity to a game when maybe you didn't have as many as you can get as adults. But uh, for me, though, the codes that are intentionally put in there by developers are, are always, always more interesting. Uh, and the reasons that they're there and the goofy stuff that they add. Like, the goofy stuff for me yeah. is just is way more fun than being able to have infinite lives or be be invincible. Like, the anti-gravity stuff, all of that stuff, the big heads. It was just, it was always so fun to see what they were putting. Like, who the fuck decided to put a baby on a trike in Age of Empires? Like, why? Why is that a thing? But it's there and it's know. really cool. And it's there in all of the yeah. remakes as well because it's... It's a piece of gaming history. That reminds me too of there's that the Gandhi glitch in Civilization that's really funny. Where like if you accidentally, there's like I forget how it works, but there's this thing where like if you do a certain thing, there's a, a value that creates uh, because they set Gandhi's like um, you know I forget the name of the the stat, but it's essentially the desire <laughs> to wage war. Gandhi is that the one you're on about? <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. And it's like if you if you do a certain thing, it puts a modifier on him that should make it negative one instead of zero. But the the numbers don't account for negative numbers, so it actually defaults to like ninety nine, and it makes him like super aggressive and like nukes the world or whatever. And it's like just like I love when like weird glitches like that like take on a life of their own and become part of the game, yeah. part of the lore, and you know the it's history really cool. of it. I can imagine that, uh, like the that's used as an example of like integer overflow in programming, which is like when yeah. you know when um, mileage in a car ticks over to like zero because you've done like a million miles or something, so like ticks back over to zero. Yeah, it's the same as that. Like memory can only hold a certain number, so when it gets to like nine nine nine, it ticks over to zero. There's a glitch like that that I got warned about when playing uh, Earthbound, which is don't level up too much because if you get to level 99 when you go to 100 it actually levels you back to level one because it doesn't <gasps> go above level 99 no really yeah oh my god that's <laughs> so, crazy so then the game's impossible to finish when because uh, you'll just be back to level one and you're in these really high areas that's insane you know what's funny? Another thing you can do uh, that I was just thinking of with the missing no thing, it reminds me of that, is like when the Pokemon glitch and they're over level 100, you can feed them rare candies and like art, like keep raising their level, but then as soon as you use them, it goes back to level 100. Oh, um, okay. But you can so use them? Or like yeah, they, yeah. Wow. And like I think their stats keep going up, so you can like artificially inflate their stats to a point they shouldn't <laughs> and like weird things like that. But. So they're just stupidly overpowered, but it always looks like they're level 100. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, so we have a couple more comments. This one comes from Timberwolf who wrote in and said, I don't have specific codes, but I have a story. Without putting in any cheat codes to the game, my brother and I noticed our Mega Man X game files on a specific memory card would start new games with the secret armor and max health slash items. To this day, I don't know what it was. Oh, and yes, we had a game genie for our Sega Genesis. That's so weird. I've never genie. had anything like that. I know. That's crazy. I wonder what it was. Like, I wonder if there was like a maybe like a like new game plus memory card, or or maybe it oh, just like yeah. glitched out, like on that memory card or something, and it just was just like, here you go, when you save to this, it like gives you this thing. I don't, I don't it's know. Weird. Yeah, it's weird. I wonder. I wonder what the. I wonder what the story is there. 
Yeah, the history of the game genie is really interesting as well. I think there was a video by gaming historian on on YouTube as well, yes. which was really interesting about the all about the game genie and then the lineage to Game Shock, Daytel action replay, all of that stuff is well worth checking out. Absolutely, it's interesting that that doesn't exist anymore. Like, right. I wonder it's not why. possible anymore. I don't think because of the levels of security on the games, you just cannot access the memory, which is what it needed mm. to do. It would interrupt the memory and, and access the RAM, but but now you just can't do it without a root, without a hacked or a rooted console. There's no way you could do it. Like you can do it. Like you've, I've seen those on um, on Switch, for example, that like people put different sprites and things into different games when they've when they've hacked their switch and been able to do all sorts right. of cool stuff but you just can't do it without access to the system level and there was like no security back in those, those days like they just it, it was never even a factor that they considered it was like the pre-internet era right you didn't right. have to worry about people cheating or anything like that it's just like who cares so interesting i've thought about hacking my old switch Please so do. Like, so we can do weird, do some wacky content. stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, just like make weird content. Because there's like there's like people who put like they've like created like custom villagers and stuff like that for Animal Crossing and stuff. Yeah, it would be really cool. With that stuff. Yeah, yeah, you should you should get you and Sarah in there, custom villagers, you know. Get you in the wedding <sighs> outfits and stuff. Would have been awesome. Wait until you see our cake topper, buddy. Oh my god. Um <laughs> Uh, so this next one comes from Makahula, who said, my first console was the Mega Drive slash Genesis, but I never knew cheat codes existed. There was this Bruce Willis game, Apocalypse, on PS1, and I had a love-hate relationship with until I discovered invincibility and weapon unlock cheat codes and a game pro a friend brought to school. I eventually got so good in this game that I finally managed to beat it without cheats. There are many more games... Um, there are many games out now where you can buy in-game currency and or stat boosts. Maybe that's why there are no cheat codes anymore. I don't know. And I mean, I think, Steve, you just explained, like, there's the the practical reason technologically why, why things like game shark and, and whatever and a action replay or whatever don't exist anymore um but i think in general i think wakahula is on to something and and uh, another another one of our listeners springhill rick seems to agree well can you um, just on that like you can imagine for example yeah. right the dlc for far cry some of the weird stuff like the the zombies on mars for example like that could have been a cheat. It could have been like, oh, right. let's bring zombies into the game. Whereas now it is like, oh, we've got this goofy idea that we've like been fucking around with after hours when we're just like, you know, kicking back and now you can grinding. turn it into a product. Yeah, there's the delivery system product, for that. Yeah, yeah or yeah. the majority of games are online. They don't want to add cheats in, and I think a lot of those stuff, like we spoke about, was probably in there for QA testers, and it's just it got made public, and. They don't need to do that anymore. The t- the tools for testing have just progressed so much, so much more that you know we have states and things, and they can just skip specific points and stuff. So, I think a lot of the the necessity for cheats went away, and and with that, they just they just stopped bothering. Yeah, yeah. Except for like you said, there are there are the rare games that keep it up, but um, yeah, it's 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 definitely not as as common. Um, but Spring Hill Rick wrote in and said, maybe the lack of cheat codes comes from how DLC has become a lot more prevalent as well as preserving the playtime somewhat. This still doesn't stop speedrunners from finding bugs and exploits. Which is, yeah, I mean, there's certainly certainly still plenty of ways. Yeah, you can like someone cheese. beat Elden Ring in 20 minutes because you can get an exploit that like shoots you over to the map and gets you to the final enemy. There you go, right? Yeah, that, like that, that, that stuff crazy. exists. 
Um, as for favorite cheat codes, the Twisted Metal cheat codes across all games were fun as hell, as well as all weapons being unlocked in the GTA series. Then again, when playing a game like Saints Row, uh, totally unneeded, and I do have an appreciation for how these cheats are instead introduced as secrets or obscure side missions to get a hold of. It takes advantage of achievements rather than a quick fix um, from pay to win, etc. Yeah, I, I could understand that. I looked up that Apocalypse game, by the way. It's by Neversoft. The engine was reworked and used for Tony Hawk. It's the precursor to Tony what? Hawk. What? Yeah. Oh my god, wait, that actually reminds me. Um, I'm pretty sure they built the Spider-Man game in that same engine, but um, the Spider-Man game that Neversoft made on the PS1 also had some of my cheat favorite cheat codes because there were a bunch of cheat codes you could use that would unlock new costumes and stuff that I don't think you could get in the game. Maybe you could, and I'm just misremembering, but I used cheat codes because I was a child. Um... And you'd get, like, there was, like, uh, all these really cool, like, deep-cut comic book uh, alternate costumes for Spider-Man. Um, like, when he was in the, uh, like, Captain Universe costume. Um, and then there's, like, the Amazing Bagman, which is from this random issue where Spider-Man teams up with the Fantastic Four. And he doesn't have his costume, so he puts on a, a Fantastic Four costume and literally puts a paper bag over his head. And oh like, they God. put that in the game. Just, like, random-ass deep cuts. Because there's, like, the regular stuff you'd think about, like the black suit and all that kind of stuff. But they really went for the deep cuts in that one, too. Shout-out to Eversoft, man. What a great I, studio. I really, want to, I really want to sister-stream this game. It sounds so fucking ridiculous. A brilliant evil scientist named the Reverend has created a powerful theocracy based on the idea of rapidly approaching apocalypse. He uses his expertise to create four powerful horsemen of the apocalypse, war, plague, beast, and death, in order to ensure this comes to pass. His former colleague, Trey Kincaid, voiced by Bruce Willis, is the only man with the know-how to stop the rev Reverend, but he's locked up in a jail and must escape in order to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's so fucking Apparently it was funny. one of the first games to use cyber scanning and motion capture uh, to put Bruce Willis's likeness in the game, and it still looks like a PS1 game, so... I don't think it was really necessary. They've got like four polygons to make Bruce Willis's face. <laughs> Wait, Gun was a Neversoft game? They made some. They made some some out there games. Oh man! It was like, oh, we make these, and then we did Tony Hawk, and then we did. Guitar Hero, and then it's now we're just a Call of Duty support studio again. And then now they're gone. Yeah. Thanks, Activision. <laughs> Worst company in gaming. I stand by it. I stand by it. All right, Steve, any other cheat codes you want to shout out? Before we wrap Not it up really, here? no. I think I think that's pretty much all I can, I can remember. I think there was some... I had this, like... Uh, I had this Action Man PS1 game when I was a kid, and I really want to revisit it at some point. It was like Action a, Man. It was a top-down GTA ripoff where you played Action Man, and he would go out in missions in his Action Man car, and <laughs> and like he would go around. Do you know who what Action Man is? It's basically no. like oh, it's a plastic figure doll like GI Joe, and it's like he had like his own his own video game. I think he had a TV. So he's a ripoff GI Joe who had yeah. a ripoff GTA yeah. game, huh? Yeah. Okay. No, I loved that game. It was so good. You're a big Action Man <laughs> fan. 
<laughs> I was an Action Man fan. I I really I had a load of Action Man. We used to throw them out of the the landing window with like his parachute on. The parachute would never cut open. It because it was not high <laughs> enough, and you just hear the plastic hit the floor outside. And then me and my brother would rush downstairs to go see if like if he'd. I don't know why we thought we'd be able to get outside quick enough to be able to see him like come down slowly in his parachute we never did like we, we must well, have you just should like, have been downstairs I know, right? <laughs> you <trade off. laughs> kids are dumb <laughs> yeah so i had like a red action man car and i used to build them like houses to live in out of connects that was my childhood yeah shout out <laughs> right. that's cool is Action Man a British thing? I am not familiar it with must Action be, Man. Then. I it thought must be. Action Man was a thing. Action Man, yeah, must be like a British, a British thing. Uh, originally produced in the UK and Australia. Apparently, there you go. Shout out to. It's a licensed man. copy of Hasbro's movable fighting man GI Joe. So he's not a ripoff. He's like our version of GI Joe. But we don't know what GI is, so we call him Action Man. <laughs> so he's Action Man. Yeah. <laughs> My brother had one with like fuzzy hair. It was really weird. He like had fuzzy hair on his head, whereas mine were all like plastic sculpt hair. And he had this like scar on his face as well. Like, you know, it's like, what? You've seen action some action. In? Yeah, you've seen some action. Yeah. Like, what's he been in? Yeah. Well, anyway. That's it for Cheat Codes, everybody. Thank you guys for joining us here for another episode of the Flip Screen Games podcast. If you want to write in about Action Man and your experiences with him, I'd Please love to do. know if this was, if this was a fever Man. dream that Steve had or if you've actually experienced Action Man yourself. I often dream about Action Man, P. There's nothing wrong with that. No, no. I'm, I'm just, you know, is this, I don't know. It's one of those Mandela effect things. It's like, did, did you come from an alternate universe where Action Man replaces G.I. Joe? Or We'll have to find out. So you write in and let us know. Uh, and thank you to everybody who wrote in for this week's segment on the Cheat Code stuff. It was great to see uh, some, hear from so many of you and hear about some of your experiences. This was a fun one. Uh, I love when we get to, to dig back up on, on something weird and, and random from the, uh, the corners of the video game world. So we'll have to do another one of these soon. Um, like I said, Keep your ears out for our emulator episode because I'm sure that'll come up at some point. Um, but if you guys, again, want to show your support, you want to get in touch, you want to join the community, you can find links to all of those things over on our website. That's flipscreen.games. Flipscreen.games is the website. Uh, come and be a Patreon supporter. Join the Discord. Um, however you choose to interact, we appreciate that you choose to do so. We appreciate that you have chosen us to spend some time with this week. And we'll catch you next time for another take two steve we'll catch you next time for another episode of the flip screen games podcast take it easy everybody nailed it that time nailed it no <laughs>